We're brawling this team. And the guy yells over the glass. Go back to the NHL, Preston, you loser. Can't even say it with a straight face. It was a good beak when we'd roll into a bigger center. And they'd say, go back to Winyard. Uh, go back to the NFL where I was making more money and doing that. I'd like to. Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much. Where I was flying on the charter with the uh, double wide leather suits and the filet mignon. Yeah. Working on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's a brand new weekend. Uh, welcome inside uh, the RP Bunker. If you can believe we're back in south florida i have moved inside we're going to try something new here over the next two hours and see how it goes we're going to be here for the next couple of weeks likely it's episode number 1035 of your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live on the game plus television network of course wqee radio podcast and youtube live this show started a, a little erratically and it's all come together. Darren Moose DuPont is traveling home from Charlotte, North Carolina, and the USA Football One Flag Championships, which we called over the weekend. Uh, Serena and I got here to South Florida this morning in time to get on the air. So uh, we've got Serena coming up later on. No Moose. Special co-host we'll get to in a moment. A little later on, Eddie Steele, the Great Cup champion, former Edmonton Eskimo defensive lineman. has got some thoughts on Chris Jones and the uh, Elks. And we've got Canada's foremost NFL expert, Jim Lang, joining us. The man who's authored many books, best-selling books about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Jim Lang is going to be with us. So before we jump into today's sports news on a very exciting night in sports, Let's bring in that uh, special co-host. It's our good friend, Kevin the Medium, our sales coordinator. Hey, Kevin. Kevin Hughes uh, joining us from Cowtown. How you doing, Kevin? What's going on, bro? I am doing well. Doing well. Thank you so much. Okay, good. Well, I know that, listen, as you can tell, he's a West Coast guy. He's got the BC Lions flag over one shoulder. <laughs> uh, listen, if you're going to spit your coffee all over your keyboard... Put a garbage bag down on top of it or something, okay? I tend to make this guy laugh, and I don't even try to. But, hey, I want to say something before. Uh, Jordan, can you hit the quick six show horn, and we'll get into all the other stuff. And thank you. I just don't want to hit, have Jordan sitting there on the itchy trigger finger waiting while I tell a story. When, uh, when Kevin first saw me this morning before we went to air, he says, you look, uh, would you say that I, I looked refreshed or happy or something to be home? What did you say? I said, you look happy. You look like a guy that's got to spend the weekend with his lady. <laughs> right, right. Well, it's nice, that's for sure, but nice to be home. And I just wanted to tell a story or two. I'll tell more next hour with Serena, of course, but you were watching our broadcast on usafootball.com and Home Team Live and the Olympic Network of uh, the, listen, these were the U.S. national teams and the Mexican national teams playing flag football, which they're hoping will be an Olympic sport. And you, Kevin, are such a good guy. You tuned in. And I, and I want to get your thought on it in a second. But just for our IKS crew and the boys flying the Millennium Falcon, they'll probably find this cool. And our viewers and listeners might. The production crew that we had that was flying the ship there were used to doing NASCAR. They hadn't done a whole lot of football. But when those stands filled up, Kevin, it was one half Mexico, one half USA, USA. Like I thought there was going to be fight. Like I was intimidated. The stands were shaking at the USA Performance Center. And to be honest, to sit there and do the play-by-play, -play, for me, it's like 
riding a bike. Uh, you'd never heard me call a game before, but to say touchdown USA, it was it was a vibe, man. And I'm so grateful to USA Football and the International Federation of American Football for having us in to call the games. You watched it, and I really appreciate you did. Didn't it just look like a spectacle? Well, it was, I had never seen flag football. So when I first tuned in, I was expecting mm. the full field and I was expecting a CFL kind of look to it with flags. No, it was five on five, mm. short field, exciting. It was, uh, the crowd was into it. How could you not? It was just go, go, go. It was, I enjoyed it. Very fast games, depending on the age division, 12-minute halves or 20-minute halves. And I'm not going to go through all of the um, – I'm not going to go through all of uh, the rules and that here, but they're hoping that it will be an Olympic sport for 2028 for the Los Angeles Summer Olympics. That's what they're hoping for. So it's the fastest-growing sport in America, 7 million participants, fastest-growing sport around the world. And, uh, yeah, we were right in the middle of it, and it was very nice to have – not only multiple people, but they said it multiple times. Thanks for coming down here, man. Thanks for doing the broadcast. Thanks for making it such a big deal because we treated it like it was the Super Bowl. And it was the Super Bowl of continental North American countries for flag football. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. So that's what we did. But now we're back. And, Jordan, can you hit the horn again? And we will get off the mat. And we might even talk pro. We might even talk pro. Uh, sorry, pro wrestling in a second. It's not really my deal. But Kevin had an exciting <laughs> week last week, uh, taking it in in Edmonton. But number one, listen. Uh, uh, enough Mickey Mousing. Nathan Luke's RBI double in the tenth inning helped the Toronto Blue Jays finish off an unlikely comeback victory over the Detroit Tigers Sunday. The Jays trailed three-one with two out of the ninth, but Matt Chapman walked and Danny Jansen hit his eleventh homer to tie the game. Jimmy Garcia pitched in an inning of relief and earned the victory, while Jordan Romano recorded his twenty-sixth save. Don't worry, Kevin. I'm not going to ask you about baseball nor that game. But point Good. two is. Like Christmas on the calendar of baseball fans tonight, Major League Baseball's all-star festivities kick off tonight in Seattle with the home run derby. Blue Jays first baseman Vladdy Guerrero Jr., who set an event record with 91 homers in 2019, will be competing against seven other sluggers, including two-time champion Pete Alonso of the Mets, Mookie Betts of the L.A. Dodgers, and Julio Rodriguez of the host Mariners. I'm going to get into way more of the rules and how they got here and the odds next hour with Serena because this morning as we were boarding the flight in Charlotte coming back here, she was like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, it's home run derby night. She got a twinkle in her eyes. She was all excited because she's a baseball <laughs> gal. She can't wait to talk about that next hour when she joins us. Clearly, we're going to be watching it. I will ask you, Kevin, will you tune in for the home run derby tonight? No. It's not my thing. I mean, I, I'm a Jays fan, and if I'm home and absolutely nothing else to do, I'll watch a Jays game. Mm -hmm. I just don't have the attention span to for, what is it, 500 games in a season. Um, it's just too much. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's there's no wrong answer to that. I'm not into wrestling. I got out of it. My, <laughs> I lost interest when I discovered girls. That's I knew just you were going to say it. You know, there was no... <laughs> Right. There was no bigger fan of the WWF than me. We can't all be into everything. So you're not even going to watch the Home Run Derby. That's fine. But it brings up our poll question today 
for our friends at Kia Auto Group. And I know you'll have a take on this. Uh, by the way, the Kia Seltos features a bold design, advanced technology, and adaptability all in a subcompact SUV. Call Key Yorkton Kia at 306-783-2772 or go to keyyorktonkia.com for more information. The 23 Seltos movement that inspires. The poll question is simply this. Which do you prefer? Summer sports or winter sports? Pretty simple. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, well, hey, early on, winter sports was running away with it, but I see the gap has narrowed 54% voting for winter sports, 46% for summer sports. Put me down as a winter because hockey is my number one sport. But the reason I came up with this poll question was sitting there in the beautiful, hot Charlotte, North Carolina sun, the smell of freshly cut grass. Moose DuPont was calling the games with us. He's like, this is my happy place. This is a dream to sit here watching this and broadcasting it. It's a summer sport. I, I think football is a summer sport. That's not to say some are better than the others, but which sports do you follow more or go in, get into more? For me, it's winter sports. I grouped basketball, NBA, in with hockey. I'm voting for winter sports. How about you? I'm definitely voting summer. Um, <coughs> yeah. There's nothing better, like um, Darren had said, sitting in the stands, the sun beating down, 25, 26 degrees, just, you got to just love that experience. Um, going back, I mean, I, I grew up at, in BC, obviously, and when BC Place opened, um, they didn't have, the dome didn't retract. It was closed all the time, so it was kind of boring to me. I, I liked it outdoors. Football's meant to be played outdoors in the summertime. Although, since I moved to Calgary, mm -hmm. there's games where we've been to where it's been 40 below. Not so much of summer sport. But definitely, I'm a summer sport. Yeah, they, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I love my Canucks, but I'm bigger. Yeah. They're all great, simply. But, I mean, yes. I'm missing hockey. And, and, and I got kind of got a kick out of this point uh, I saw on Twitter on the weekend from Carlo Koliakovo from TSN Radio Toronto, the former Maple Leaf, who said the NHL should have a summer league like the NBA has. Grow the game. And Darren, Darren Dreger retweeted it and said, stop it. Like, at some point, you need a break. And, and they do. I mean, listen, I'm jumping in the Jeep when we're done the show here today, and I'm driving down to Coral Springs, Florida, and I'm going to go to the Florida Panthers uh, development camp. Today's day one. A lot of the other teams wrapped theirs up last week, and I'm going to get into the rink and see my friends. I haven't seen the Panthers uh, since the Stanley Cup final uh, but I understand it's not for everybody. I don't think there should be a summer league for the NHL. This is serving for that. But, um, yeah, I, I just I don't think that there should be a summer. I, the NBA should take it off. Like, Kevin, there needs to be a break. The NFL and the CFL, whether you say they got it right or wrong, I'm not totally sure, but they have six months off. There's nothing wrong yes. with that. Well, you look, at, you look at the NHL, when did they finish? In June? <laughs> Isn't that summer? I mean, what are you going to do? July and August? You start up again training camp in September. They only basically take two months off a year. Um, <clears throat> I think the I think you're right. The CFL and NFL have it right. You got six months to watch and then six months off. It it drives a hunger. It drives a uh, yes. You know, a need. And there is such a thing as too much cake. 
<laughs> there is. You know, we baseball. love to have cake every night, but you, but you can't. Uh, baseball is that. There's too many games. I know you're, but that's not uh, going to change. By the way, Kevin, the medium, is a big CFL guy. We're going to get to his CFL takes on week five in a moment. Um, John Ohm. Can you hear that? John Ohm says, oh, yeah. yes, home run derby tonight. Craig Smith, our director of scouting. Same thing, he says, Yahoo, MLB home run derby tonight, love baseball. So, yeah, I mean, we're not the sport, we're not the show for every sport, but we will cover and talk about all of them. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg watching says, wrestling, AEW was in Regina on the weekend. Did anyone go? I saw AEW in Winnipeg, and it was on... We're not the wrestling show. I would assume, Kevin, there's podcasts for everything. There must be wrestling podcasts out there, are there? Oh, thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Um, wrestling has never yeah, been so bigger as there. it is right now. Yeah, so they can go there for the wrestling talk. So yes. this will hook everybody to stick around for the next segment. Because, to be honest, we were in... <laughs> Went to the same restaurant, I was telling you this, three times out of four nights in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's called the Midwood Smokehouse. And I'm going to tell you right now, best barbecue I've ever had in my whole entire life. The first night, Moose came with us. The next two nights, he didn't. But Sunday night, I'm looking in the corner, and I'm like, that looks like Cody Fajardo. That looks like BC Place. What the hell? And they had CBS Sports Network on and the Montreal Alouettes BC Lions game. So I kind of sat there and watched it. But as you know, the Golden Girl is not the biggest CFL fan, nor really football overall. Went back to the room and they had it in the hotel room. We've got CBS Sports Network here. So at least three of the four games this weekend in the Canadian Football League were on CBS Sports Network. I don't know. I heard they were in 60 million homes in America. That's like one in six and people act like that's a bad thing 60 million homes kev that's a hell of a lot more than what tsn's in in canada fyi so uh, i know you don't care because you don't ever go to the states but i think it is a good thing to walk into a barbecue smokehouse in charlotte north carolina and have the cfl on it can only be good it's good for the league. I mean, everybody was upset. They're, oh, they're only showing 50% of the games. Well, the other 50% you can stream if you're a CFL fan. But, I mean, ha having the ability to put it in front of that many eyes, it's huge. It is huge. And so, with the time we have left in this segment, we have time for one game. The BC Lions scored 17 points in the second quarter and never looked back as they defeated the visiting Montreal Alouettes 35-19 in CFL play Sunday. The Lions improved to 4-1. The Owls slipped to 2-2. Two two. Sean Shivers scored a touchdown in his Lions debut, and quarterback Vernon Adams Jr. threw for 283 yards and one touchdown. Am I saying it right? Is it Shivers or Shivers? Shivers. Okay. Got it fixed. I've obviously heard it said both ways. So uh, I, I watched enough of the game to say BC looked good. I thought Cody Fajardo looked very mobile and pretty good for the Alouettes. They're just not as good a team as the BC Lions. Uh, but you as the Lions aficionado and fan, what was your take on the game? I thought the Lions, it was a great bounce back game. Uh, it was important for Cody, I'm um, sorry, for uh, Evan... Wow, the names aren't coming. Vernon Adams. VA to, Vernon Adams to come out and have a great game, and he did. Um, his second throw was an interception. 
it was called back and I was like, "Uh Oh, here we go again. Um, but he shook it off and had a great game. Um, Shivers, this guy, I don't know if you've seen him. You said it was Shivers. You said it was Shivers. Shivers. I'm following you now. Shivers is like (laughs) four foot, nothing. He's just a little guy. And I enjoyed watching this guy. He had more attitude than he has height. And he's going to be fun to watch. He almost scored two touchdowns. He was literally fumbled the ball at the goal line um, on a long run. I think it was a 50-yard run. But he was, of course, holding the ball out like this and got knocked out right at the goal line. So, And it was funny because in the post game, he they asked him about the fumble and he's my mom is going to be really mad at me for holding that ball like uh, that. That was the clip. Okay, that was the clip. I saw him at the podium. I didn't know who it was or what he was talking about. But um, in the other games, Riders beat Edmonton 12-11, Winnipeg over Calgary 24-11, and Hamilton beat Ottawa 21-13. But because we got the CFL guy on, and I know a little bit about it myself, we'll spend a lot more time on it next segment, plus the Debrinket trade in the National Hockey League. That's all coming up. This is the warm-up. We're halfway through the Quick 6 show topics. You're watching on the Game Plus television network. Of course, WQEE radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Get the card that gets you every blockbuster movie this summer for just $9.99. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. Every movie. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. $9.99. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The Flash. Oppenheimer. The Little Mermaid. Barbie. Teenage Mutant. Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. The Meg 2. And Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. You get the idea, but we're running out of time. Every ticket just $9.99. Get all the movies. Get the deal. Join today at LandmarkExtras.com. Landmark Cinema's Movie Club. For movie lovers. Another beautiful day here in beautiful South Florida. They all are. We're back home for a portion of summer for uh, making the trek back across the 49th parallel. Kevin, the medium, is with us in the absence of Darren Moose DuPont. The Progressive Insurance text line is open, 902-518-3033. Stephen from North Dakota writes in and says, uh, Greetings and no hallucinations from Hazy. 16 degrees Celsius, Minot, North Dakota. I bet the medium is happy with the medium win for BC. It's large in the CFL standings. Don't answer that, okay, at his pathetic attempt to be punny, uh, Kevin. The one thing I wanted to mention, why we're um, indoors. I don't know how long this is going to last, but I kind of like it because I was thinking if we're going to pump the AC in this house, I might as well be in the house. And I guess when I brought up the NASCAR television crew that we had producing our football broadcast on the weekend in Charlotte, Kev, you don't understand hot. Like, you think you know hot. I thought I knew hot. We don't know hot. And these guys had fans that are about probably four feet high, the kind my mom had in the farmhouse when we were kids that she bought at Zeller's. But they were surrounding all their broadcast crew, just pumping air on these and when it's this hot it just blows hot air it's not a real break for a body or even for the equipment but i think on thursday we had a slight meltdown with my 
all this equipment. I think it melted down literally in Charlotte. So I'm like, you know what? When I go back to Florida, I'm not going to sit here and fight with the heat. I'm just going to go inside, and this seems a hell of a lot better. What do you think? How's it look? It looks good, and it makes sense. I've never understood why you had air conditioning and you were sweltering in the heat outside. Yeah, well, no, so thank you. Thank you for the positive affirmation. Uh, very much appreciated. We've, we've got, uh, we got so much stuff. <clears throat> Troy in Toronto says, this show encouraged me to give the CFL another chance. I went to an Argos game and had a great time. And now I'm even watching other teams on TSN. The CFL can thank the RP show for me coming back. Um, I'm not sure they even that that's dawned on them or not. I don't know. And quite, I appreciate that you're enjoying it, Troy, and having a good time. But I don't think about them. I was thinking about this because you know what? I got a lot of people in the broadcast industry saying you can't talk CFL and expect to grow anywhere. And I thought about that for a while. I actually went along with it for a while. Then I thought, wait a minute, I love the league, and so do you, Kev. So it's I'm going to talk about what what does it say? The RP show. We'll talk about what I'm into. End of story. So thank you, Troy. And for us, that is the Canadian Football League. Now, so yeah, will will it dawn on the CFL? I don't know what dawns on them. I have really no idea. It's a great league, but they got to get their act together in a lot of ways. Although it seems to be coming, and I think we're going to be doing some things moving forward, so that's good. Um, Thank you, John. Before I get to the NHL note, John Ohm Ohm says, how about that dude that went to every CFL park in 15 days and saw them all. Saw all the teams yeah. play. I, I called it up. Thank you for pointing that out, John Ohm in Winnipeg. The guy's name, if I have it correctly, is Bobby Dubow. And he set a Guinness World Record. The 37-year-old from Delta, B.C. has attended a game in all nine CFL stadiums over the course of just 15 days. It's the fastest someone has ever accomplished that feat. And in- interestingly enough... He um, didn't think it was a big deal. I guess word got around that he was doing it. He, didn't, he wasn't doing it for the attention, but he certainly got it. And I guess his first game was the Saturday game you and I were at in uh, June 24th, Riders at Stamps. And then he just went on this nine-city tour, which ended in Vancouver yesterday. So kudos to Bobby Dubow. I would hope the CFL does something for him to recognize that. Do you think they will? Oh, you got to give that guy. He lives in BC. You got to give that guy season tickets. Um, that's a fan. I wouldn't go that far. Retire his number. Oh, come on now. Retire his number. No, give him season tickets. <laughs> it's BC. There was 20,000 people. So they have 20,000 one. Well, one. It's not going to hurt them. And that's my point. Actually, I'm glad that you brought that up about the attendance because I saw this little... <laughs> Trying to be positive here. Um, I saw the thing. They announced 15,000 and change. And then the Lions came out and said, no, it was over 20,000. The first number was wrong. And I'm like, I don't, I don't any more care about CFL business. I'm watching the games. That's enough. Whatever they announce, it's going to be a lie anyways. So why would I get into what the numbers are going to be? I'm just going to enjoy the athleticism of the players and the the blunders by coaches and so forth and special teams blunders like that CJ Sims of Edmonton. And trust me, we're getting to the NHL trade, but let's just wrap up week five for a second. We might as well, since we're here, we talked about the lions. You had a great line 
about Sask beating Edmonton 12-11. I said, was this a... Because I went to bed. I, I didn't watch it all. I said, was it as bad, Kevin, as everybody's making it out to be? And you said... I think it was worse. It was it was not a good game. Chris <laughs> Jones literally got the penalty I've never seen. Um, I've been watching foot CFL for over 50 years. I've never seen a coach get a penalty for being run into. The the ref, he was standing, they showed it, he was standing on the on the sideline, on the white line, and the ref ran into him, almost took his head off, and immediately threw his flag. And I was like, you couldn't go around him? But the rule states you have to be at one yard back of the white line. Yeah, get off the field. It's the, uh, they did it here. <laughs> In a flag game yesterday that, was, that I was broadcasting, they stopped the game. And the ref went over to the sidelines and pushed everybody back. They get back. They should call it the Wally Buono rule. Because you understand that rule applies to everybody except Wally Buono. He can wander wherever the hell he wants on the field and not get a flag. <clears throat> but I digress. He's the godfather. Edmonton's 0-5. You're a little more of a football guy than me. How do we feel about C.J. Sims blowing, giving up the rouge on that kickoff with a minute to go, costing his team the game? Unexcusable. Um, you just can't not understand the Canadian game. If you're playing the Canadian game, it's one of those, yes, he's a rookie. Yes, he's an American. You have to understand the rules. If you, Especially if you're going to be a returner, you have to know that rule. Where was the coach? The coach should have been in his ear. What if that ball was kicked into the end zone? You kicked that ball out of the end zone. It's the CFL game. Um, just a blunder. Uh, it's it's not the elk season. What do you mean? Oh, it's just it's not their year. <laughs> yeah, it's not their decade, bro. Um, Brian I was going with a hunting Alberta. I got you. Brian in uh, Alberta says, being inside, you can green screen whichever location you want, RP. Yankees Stadium one day, Antarctica the next. Well, again, this is what I realized. Everybody's got an opinion on how the show should look, how the show should sound. And after 1,035 shows, I'm like, you know what? Everybody, back off. I'm going to do what I want to do. Quite frankly, I like the outdoors scape, outdoors scape of South Florida. It's beautiful. TV yes. guy that you, I don't think you had a chance to meet him, Randy, a friend of mine in Calgary. He's like, when you're in the casino, it looks alive. I'm like, yeah, that's what I thought. So let's do that. But here today, it is so flipping, sweltering hot. I just, I'm, I'm over it. And I'm going to be driving 30 miles in the Jeep top down after this to go to the Panthers camp. Uh, I don't need any more heat. Uh, Scott Ford in Toronto says those other media should probably should properly cover the CFL too. It's an entertaining product, regardless of how bad the CFL is being managed. Um, I, uh, it's great talk about what the show looks and sounds like. How about what we talk about? We'll talk about the CFL to the degree that we want to, but then we'll move on and how whatever ever other outlets want to cover it to their degree, that's their business too, right? I got a lot of friends in the league and. So I'm following what they're doing. I enjoy the league, but I'm also following the NHL too. So point four, and we'll do a lot more hockey with 
Serena in hour two. That's her number one sport. But the Detroit Red Wings on Sunday acquired Michigan native Alex DeBrinkett from the Ottawa Senators in exchange for two players and draft picks. The Red Wings signed the 25-year-old DeBrinkett immediately to a four-year extension worth about $7.8 million annually. This won't mean anything to you, Kev, but it will to the Saskatchewan people. Alex DeBrinkett's from Farmington Hills, Michigan. The same hometown as former Regina Mayor Michael Fougere. I was doing a fundraiser one time with a band that Michael Fougere played, and along with a couple other uh, notable people, including uh, Murad El-Khatib. He was the founder of AGT Foods, food company worth billions out of Saskatchewan. And in a break, I was like, hey, Michael, where are you from? Did you grow up in Regina? He's like, I grew up in Farmington Hills, Michigan. You know how mayors are. And I was like, how that? <laughs> really like that one. How do you become the mayor of Regina and you're from Farmington Hills, Michigan? But anyways, this story for another time. In exchange for Debrinket, the Senators acquired forward Dominic Kubalik, defensive prospect Donovan Sabrengo, a conditional 2024 first-round draft pick and Detroit's 2024 fourth-round pick. So just a word on this for a second. I'm not going to sit and read all the numbers, but Debrinket... He's a star. He's a $7.5 million player, as you can see here. Almost a point-of-game guy over his career, mostly with the Chicago Blackhawks, but a little with Ottawa. And then the guy's going the other way. I'm not going to get into that. But this is what I'm wondering about trades now. He clearly didn't want to be in Ottawa. From the second they got him from Chicago, he never was committing to Ottawa. And now, first chance he got, they, they, they asked him, would you sign long-term? He's like, no. And actually, I wanted to spend more time on this, but I will, as promised, with Serena next hour. Like, Milan Lucic come out, has come out and basically said he didn't like Calgary. There's nothing to do in Calgary if you're not playing on an off night. Do you guys not sit down with the players, or even if you're thinking about acquiring a player in a trade? Because, listen, I've never worked in the NHL, but I have worked in hockey. If we're making a deal with a trade, and it's the same in football or any sport... It's like, do you want to ask the player if he actually wants to come here before we make this trade? Because how much are we seeing now those players don't want to end up staying in the cities they go to, that they're traded to or drafted by? I Sometimes I wonder, are you guys even talking to each other? Does it not seem like there's more now than ever, Kevin? You know what? I it, When I saw that, I was like, wow. And you're right. It, it seems like it happens every other trade. It's like... Why aren't they sitting down with these players and saying, hey, so if we, we go after you, will you sign? I don't, maybe there's something in the <laughs> rules that you're not allowed to talk to them like that. I don't know, but um, you would think it would be common sense to me, but common sense isn't common. It's quite odd. A point five, Victor Wembanyama put on an impressive display in his second game of the NBA Summer League. Sunday, the number one pick in the NBA draft finished with 27 points, but the Spurs lost 85-80 to Portland. And the Raptors got 11 points from top pick Grady Dick in a 99-76 loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And our last point, Lila Fernandez is the last Canadian standing at Wimbledon. Fernandez and Dutch partner Wesley Kuhlhoff are into the round of 16 in the mixed doubles draw at the All England Club. Kevin, this goes by so fast. I appreciate you jumping into the chair and uh, good luck with the rest of your day. Thank you. I got some big meetings coming up, so lots of exciting things about to happen on the RP show. How about that? Break a leg. Break a leg. Eddie Steele in next. It is the RP show live from South Florida today on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. 
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. RP Show continues just ahead of Eddie Steele. A couple of text messages from the Progressive Insurance text line, 902-518-3033. Kelly McDonald from the Queen City writes in and says, uh, Happy Monday. Hope you had a good football weekend. God send good wishes to Bob McCowan. His voice and thoughts on sports always worth a listen. Have a good day, signed Kelly. And from John McPhee, watching in Rosetown, he says, Debrinkit is a great signing for the Wings. Coming from a Hawks fan, the guy is a sniper. Iserman is making that team better. Thank you, John. Okay, so we jump back on the uh, CFL train. Eddie Steele joins us from Edmonton. And quite frankly, don't tell anybody, he's like the only media guy. Can I call you that, Eddie? The only media guy in Edmonton whose opinion I'm really following and care for. The Owen 5 Elks, dude. Just go. Go, Eddie. Go. What do you have to say to that? Where where to go? There's nowhere to go, man. There's no one even going to the games. There's nowhere to go. Nothing to see. No show to see. You know, like the there was high expectations. There was. I, I really had some high expectations for this team. I mean, coming off of the season that they had, anything was high expectation. But to have the start and to lose the games the way they're losing and to sometimes not even be in the games and the blunders and just kind of the same old same and the lack of O-line play and lack of quarterback, lack of coaching. It's just all around. Where do you even start? It's, it's disappointing. I'll be honest. I'm really disappointed. I'm disappointed for the fans out here. It sucks. It sucks. 0-5. I've never been a part of anything like that. Not that I'm a part of it now, but, you know, as an alum, it pains me to see, man. It really does. But I'm still going to stay faithful. I'll go to the games. But it's it's tough slugging right here, right now. Well, I don't doubt it. And the thing that I people need to know, you and I got to know each other with your great time with the Rough Riders, but you're an Eskimo to the bone. And uh, whoever they were playing, I think it was the Argos, you drove up to the stadium and you tweeted, today's the day. The streak ends today. So, like, you know, you just want it to end so bad, right? So when, every time they lose, it must just hurt that much more. They've lost three times since, well, they lost that game, then they lost in Ottawa, and then they lost at Sask. Yeah, it's it's been bad, and they've been competitive in some of the games. Of course, we know the Saskatchewan, the two times they've played, they've been competitive games. That Argo game, man, they were leading at halftime. I thought, I really thought, oh, this is going to be a good opportunity. But then they have that one quarter, or they have those couple big mistakes. Every team has that throughout the course of a game, but the good teams can overcome that, and that's just flat out it, and they're not a good team, so they're not able to overcome that. You you have a couple of small mistakes, and it totally ends your game. That's a sign of a team that just is not made for it yet. Sure, they have some pieces, but they're just not there, and obviously their record just speaks for itself. I mean, it's, it's 0-5. What more can you say? In all honesty, it's... 
It's disgusting. Well, you know, yeah, I know it's tough. And you, uh, you know, you're not on Elks radio anymore for speaking the truth and speaking your truth. But I think it's difficult. You said you've never been part of 0-5. I'm pretty sure Edmonton's never been 0-5. And when I was up there, start of the season, they were very excited about their young talent. And I think they do have talent. So if that's the case, and you got a veteran coaching staff, whose fault is this other than everybody? But what would you do if you were running the show? You know, in all honesty, I, I've been very vocal about McAdoo. And I really, I really watched the game closely from the offensive perspective last week. And yeah, do I agree that they need to run it on every single first down of the game? No, that's just like, come on, you can run it, but not every single first down. But McAdoo called a pretty good game. He called a pretty creative game or more creative than it had been all season. And I was just watching Cornelius and really it comes down. He needs to execute better. Uh, He's got all the tools, right? We know his size, his arm strength, he's mobile, but he's so inaccurate, man. And you got to just be more accurate. There's points that he left on the board just off some bad, inaccurate throws. And I'm not a quarterback. I got paid to hit quarterbacks. But I know quarterbacks should make an eight-yard slant across the middle and not put it behind his receiver because his receiver would still be running today. Touchdown. So he's been so wildly inaccurate every game. But then he has good flashes. It's quarterback position shouldn't be where you hold your breath and just hope that he completes passes. You know, you got to be a little bit more than that. So, yeah, it's on McAdoo, but they need to execute better too. The offensive line looked like the Riders' offensive line last year, just turnstiles. The guys were pylons getting beat left and right. They had a better game last week. They did. Where to begin if I was the, the head honcho out here? I would, first of all, definitely get my offense in order. Now, I don't know if that's, you know, having Jarius and McAdoo do something together, Jarius Jackson, I should say. I, I don't think you just go and outright fire the guy, but I, honestly, I, it's the offense, and that's where it begins with this club. It's the offense. They're last in every stat. And this is an offensive-driven league, and you need to be able to have an offense that can march it beyond half field and have an offense that can get you more than 8 to 11 points, whatever their averagings thus far this season. Well, let me ask you this. Did they err in not going after a veteran quarterback? They could have thrown their hat into the ring for Bull Levi or Cody Fajardo or Trevor Harris. For instance, look how Trevor Harris is playing for Sask. He's not... Aaron Rodgers, but he's winning games. You know, he's leading him on drives yeah. to tie and win games. Like maybe they should have looked at that. You're right. Um, Trevor Harris looks good, but that means he's coming back to, uh, you know, he's being recycled here. He was just here in Edmonton. Uh, Bo Levi, how's that looking? That ain't looking so hot. <laughs> Cody Fajardo, how's that looking? You know, it, it ain't looking like he's really changed or he's done so he had a really good game to start the year but he's kind of what's he done that's been so special he's still getting sacked left and right so that leads me to think was that the whole was it the riders o-line who's at fault last year for cody because he's still getting up there in the league leading sacks so how hot are those guys really so what else is there and that just goes to show you one of the bigger issues right now in football is lack of good quarterbacks like it's it's actually astonishing 
how hard it is to find good quality quarterback play. And, uh, you know, you search high and low and with the other leagues that are out there now, of course, that waters down the talent pool that wants to come up north. But it's that's what it comes down to. I hate to say it, being a guy who got paid to hit them for a living. You win and lose in pro football with a quarterback, and you need to have a solid quarterback play. You don't need to have great. You need to have solid. When I'm out here watching the Elks offense, I'm holding my breath just for completion, and it shouldn't be like that for a 20-yard pass. I go back to my days of Mike Riley. Boy, oh boy, you want to talk quarterback play, but we're not living in the past. This is, this is the here and now. Yeah, well, uh, interesting one this week with the tie cuts there. Eddie, you always bring the lumber. As you know, I appreciate the time here today and enjoy the ball. Have, uh, have a good summer, my friend. Thanks, Rod. Take care. Good to see you. Good to see you. Great Cup champion Eddie Steele joining us from the City of Champions, if we can still call it that. Sports update coming up and audience takeover. Serena Taylor next hour and Jim Lang. It is the RP Show on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio podcast and YouTube live. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Hey guys, before we jump into the uh, sports update, Hims helps guys like you with all your health and wellness needs. Are you having problems in the bedroom? You're not alone, but Hims has you covered. Hims has lots of personalized options to treat ED like Viagra, Cialis, and Hard Mints, wintergreen chewable tablets compounded with doctor trusted ingredients, new, discreet, and only available through Hims at slash care. You can access licensed medical providers and trusted treatments for ED 100% online. If prescribed, Hims will ship to you for free in discreet packaging. It's that simple. And before I jump into the rest of a Sports update, got a tip. Um, news coming out of the Western Hockey League today. Alan Miller set to be named the next general manager of the Regina Pats hockey team. Al Miller was a longtime that? general manager. Yeah, longtime general manager of the Moose Jaw Warriors. And before that, Guelph in the Ontario Hockey League. He's most recently been with Hockey Canada. Al Miller to be the next GM of the Regina Pats God's team. Now... The Toronto Blue Jays found an interesting way to win a weekend series over the Detroit Tigers. On Friday, they torched their host, uh, the host 12-2, then failed to record a hit Saturday in a 2-0 setback. It was the, what, 20th combined no-hitter in MLB history. And then Sunday, they waited until their final out of the ninth inning to rally and eventually post a 4-3 win in 10 innings. The Jays are now off for the MLB All-Star break and will return to action Friday when they host the Arizona D-backs. 
From the Canadian Elite Basketball League, the Ottawa Blackjacks won their sixth straight game in a tense 97-93 victory over the Vancouver Bandits at Langley Events Center. Jackson Rowe scored a game-high 26 points to power the Blackjacks to victory and maintain their top spot atop the Eastern Conference at 10-5. And, and an emphatic right-handed slam dunk by T.J. Lawl in target time lifted the Niagara River Lions to a 98-89 victory over the Scarborough Shooting Stars at the Meridian Center, that also on Sunday afternoon. This sports update brought to you by The Steadies. Their island rock genre of music was named Concert of the Year by Planet S Magazine. The new tour kicks off June 23rd. Visit thesteadies.ca for more info and stream The Steadies today on Apple Music and Spotify. And also... Brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters, July 21st, Barbie. Barbie lives in Barbie land, and then a story happens. Starring Ryan Gosling, Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, and Margot Robbie. In the time we have left here, an audience uh, takeover. I'm just opening up and refreshing the text line, 902-518-3033. Ah, well, I've got a CFL question here from Wilf in Steinbach, Manitoba. He says, hi, Rod, did the Riders find a way to win or did the Elks find a way to lose or both? Before I even finish reading your question, Wilf, the answer was both. And for our American listeners, they're not even going to get this one. But, you know, in Canadian football, they have this thing called the Rouge, which is a fancy name for a single point. And there were five of them scored in that game Thursday in Saskatchewan, which Saskatchewan won 12-11. But the game was tied 11-11. 103 to go. Saskatchewan kicks off, and it goes into the end zone, and the returner, C.J. Sims, downs it for a single point for the Rouge. Game over. Well, pretty much game over. The Elks did get the ball back, but they marched down the field through a game-ending interception. So I guess Riders didn't really deserve to win it. They had it handed it to them, but Edmonton deserved to lose it. So listen, I... It's four days later, five days later. The game's long gone. I hear people talking about being a boring game, and that's their problem. Um, what do you want? Bad game, low-scoring game, move on. How about that? How about that? Uh, Jordan, Ewart, Jordan Ewart writes in and says, is this a good hire regarding Alan Miller? Uh, yeah, it's a great, it's a great hire. Great hockey man. You know what? We all know that the Brandon Weekings for the decade of 2010-2020 had the most wins of any team in the East Division. Moose Jaw was number two. Al Miller was their GM that whole time. Regarding Milan Lucic, wanting to, uh, saying that there was nothing to do in Calgary. That's why players don't want to sign there. Jeff the Stams fan says, if players are leaving Calgary because there's nothing to do at night, how much longer will they stay in Edmonton? Ba-dum-bum. Did you get that? <laughs> Arlen Bruce III says, I've been on an 0-5 team, and we won the Grey Cup in 2011, so the Elks still have life. Some fans want the Eskimos' name back. Is that an issue to change it back? Kevin the Medium says uh, that it is the name change curse. That's another thing that I don't have an opinion on anymore. Um, don't want to offend people. They changed the name. I'd like to see them go back. Maybe they win a game if they will. But uh, they say in life, you can't go back. I don't plan on going back. So go win a game, and they'll stop talking about it. 
Serena in next to talk about all these things and a whole lot more on Game Plus and the Key. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.